Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation on self-awareness. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be careful with what I say here because I don't want to go off on a rabbit trail, but like, I just think we've got to be self-aware and like of our own radical selfishness. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I struggle with being selfish and no one else does. But like, I just watching that show and then just like reading other ministries that are really struggling right now with like scandals and stuff and and just realizing like one of the occupational hazards of religion, which I'm not anti-religious, I'm a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the occupational hazards, and by, the Bible's pretty explicit about this, that light, that darkness often shrouds itself as something of light or another another way to say that might be like evil often looks almost true rather than being explicitly evil it it oftentimes will present itself as as the truth or close to the truth and i think i think what what i'm trying to get at is just there's a high probability sometimes that if we're not healthy if we're not aware we can use our faith even in our religion because it's such a powerful component, right? If somebody's mm, yeah. religious, that's the way they see the world. And, 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 and so it's easy to manipulate people um, with religion, or it's easy to, you know, just to make it personal. Like if you're if you're deeply religious and the people you're close to in your family or in your work or whatever, to use religion um, as a weapon or to manipulate others rather than as 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 something to be humbled by and in awe of and grateful for and for it to actually drive you towards being more relational and being more being more honest it can actually be a vehicle that some people will use to to get their way and be manipulated mm. yeah and gain yeah. power and status and all the things that um christian faith is actually you know very very suspect and cautious of yeah, right. Like the a good way to measure if if the faith that we're following makes us feel like we need to hate somebody, uh, like a nameless group of people, we're probably doing that faith wrong. If if our desire if, if getting closer to Jesus means we hate people, that's probably there's probably something to just be aware of. Um, but the opposite of that is if if we have this faith in in Jesus that's based in Him. It's going to, without a doubt, push us towards loving people who are against us, not how do we avoid those people or ostracize those people. It's like, we're going to lean in, like, we're going to be, we're going to have this desire to get to know them more. Yeah. Yeah. And and humility. I mean, yeah. and one of the ways humility looks that at least I strive to live by and I, I struggle daily is an openness to realize that my view on X, Y, or Z may not be completely true and i'm not saying like i'm not advocating for just a blanket doubt but the kind of humility that does say like okay i have i can have a strong conviction and opinion about something but carry that strong opinion and conviction with the understanding that listen i i may not know everything and i surely don't and with that understanding means that i should be open to hear others and listen to others And, and like you just said i mean not not definitely not be hateful or spiteful towards others. Cause I don't, I mean, frankly, I don't see that in the Bible for sure. I mean, the only people Jesus got really upset with and angry was with the religious people, which is fascinating to me. 
Mm-hmm. The only people that got Jesus to be really angry, I mean, to the point where he flipped tables over and caused a ruckus, was religious people. Those were the people yeah. that that he was the harshest to. Um, you know, he called them a brood of vipers. He told he called them whitewashed tombs. You know, he called them hypocrites. Um, not all religious people, but just the people that he that he challenged were religious. Um, so it's just interesting. It's an interesting anecdote. I think I think that should caution those of us that are that do bear the name of Christ, that are religious, not to be not to um, question our faith by any means, but to realize that this isn't to be used as a weapon. This isn't to be used as, um, as a means to get what I want. This is to control. Yeah. Or to get control or power or money or whatever. Um, That's not what this is about. Hmm. Yeah. And so how does that, how does that connect back to being, why is it important to be self-aware? It's like, yeah, because all that stuff's at play in me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it'll show up in my life, in my, in my faith and in my relationships. The question is, do I know how my stuff is showing up? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maybe now's a good time to go into some of the applications. So how do I, how am I aware? How do I become aware? And I think one of the first things, cause we obviously advocate for what we call a relational culture. And so um, as one of our coaches would often say, Rich Plass would say, you know, How's that showing up for you? How is that showing up relationally in your life? Mm-hmm. One of the ways we can find out how this is showing up relational in our, relationally in our life is by asking people close to us, how are you experiencing me? Yep. How are you that's, experiencing me? That's a very dangerous question. That's a should. very dangerous question. To ask. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's you, important. Can't, you can't go in defensive. If you really want to know, you've got to ask people you really care about and you've got to be ready for answers that you may not like. Yeah. Well, and it's a good, it's a good like test to see how self-aware I actually am. Because if you go into it and you ask somebody, like this isn't something to like ask a random person that you haven't you don't have a relationship with. This is what's asking someone you trust that you care about, that cares about you. Um and if you're just the challenge is going to be not responding and giving excuses or just be like, well, this is why I do that. It's just listening. And being one, like the first, like a good practices of self-awareness is how am I feeling in this as they're telling me, am I defensive? Am I, am I getting angry? Um, am I, th- am I thinking it's like, well, they're just not right. They don't understand. And you start just building up this, this, like these walls. That's a good sign that you might not be self-aware as self-aware as you think you should be. Uh, and here's another one. If you feel like you don't even want to ask, cause like, I don't even care what they're going to say. Cause I don't, I, I don't trust it. That's a good sign also that you probably aren't aware of how, how you are going through and affecting other people because it, that's like the, the, it's not navel gazing. Being self-aware is not navel gazing. It's taking feedback from people that we care about. It's accepting and giving accountability. The more self-aware we are, the better we are able to like hear when someone holds me accountable, we're able to, like in a with confidence, hold someone else accountable because we know, like we know that like their response does not like deeply um, their response to what I'm saying is important, but the relationship is more important. Someone's temporary anger or frustration with you is not um, is not something to to stop us from having those conversations. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back with part four in our conversation on self-awareness tomorrow. We'll see you then.